2021 is about your voice. Make your voice heard by starting your podcast today. We make it happen. Pretty Easy Podcasts makes podcasting pretty easy. Aloha. I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Brian. If you're not strong on the inside, you can't be strong on the outside. And as we await XFL announcements, we wait for we wait for that first strike. Some kind of personnel announcement, maybe. This week we come up. With three candidates for the chief football officer, perhaps the sensei of the XFL. This is episode 156. The best defense, Bryant, is more offense. And I'm waiting for them to get on the offensive with some announcements. Just sitting here. I'm getting getting impatient. But patience, Bryant son, that is a virtue. Uh, Brian, so I don't know if I like the sound of that. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Alan, I know what you've been watching all week, and it wasn't uh, XFL football. It was something else no. for sure. But, uh, <laughs> Alan, you just got to be patient. You have to be patient because if you remember, the XFL was slow to get up, but then week five, that's what the game was really like. So we'll get there. We'll get there. More offense. We will. We will. Hey, so, uh, you know, we have – we usually get to this point a little, like a few minutes into the show, but why not just real quick? Because it is that special week. Uh, dive into, you know, what, where we were at this time. Wow. Last. Are you okay to go to this a little bit the, earlier? I'm going off the script the here a little. Yeah, way off. I want to get the tears oh, out of the way and just just get it over with. So, flashing back, road, road trip rewind, whatever you want to call it. Where were we at this point? Uh, last year and the year before on the road to XFL kickoff, Bryant, well, it was a pretty big week, so take us there. Right out the gates, we're rolling in the truck. Man, why? Why do you, do you enjoy pain? I guess without pain, one cannot understand. I'm just making up my own quotes at this point, actually, whatever it is. <laughs> your, your, your own Miyagi-isms. <laughs> uh, Alan, uh, you, so at this time, this exact moment last year, uh, while we're recording this show on a Thursday night, is I was uh, holding my brand new baby because she was just born on this day. She was. One year ago, so happy birthday to her. Uh, but in all reality, we were... One uh, year old doesn't even have a job yet. Jeez. All she does is eat. Doesn't even pay rent. Yet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> not that uh, cake, though. She did not want that I cake. No. What? Smash cake, kid. Google it. <laughs> um, no, so we were on the uh, road to kickoff. And by road, I mean driveway. And we were literally up to that. I was house. on the literal road to DC and then yep. and then to New York for the first games of the season yeah, one year and, ago uh, this week. One year ago, we were kicking off what, what, what seemed like a the longest road ever in terms of a job right because we we were on the road probably i mean vince mcmahon said it was happening and we were there since that point we were kicking off last year uh this time so it's a moment of silence real quick uh and two years ago to bring to maybe make things a little bit more uh we were just still waiting for coaches. It was it was Super Bowl weekend, <laughs> so we were still waiting for something. So that's where we are now. So I think that's how we have. You to were look more at it. focused on was that the Rams Super Bowl two years ago? It was you were more focused on that anyway. Don't remind me. Uh, new quarterback. Oh man. Oh yeah. Congrats on Stafford there. <laughs> and yes, it's Super Bowl week now, 
and we look back. Yes, the XFL was getting ready to kick off, and uh, you know I now did a we're podcast here. from my from the hospital room. By the way, he did. Yeah, that's how excited I was. I almost flew out. I was like, I was like, wife, you can watch the baby. I know it was born three days ago. Can I go to DC? Can I go? <laughs> she didn't even say. And then you so missed that's out. Why on I knew meeting, I couldn't go. You missed out on meeting Shane McMahon. And yeah, why did some you say awesome XFL when, football? When we saw him in St. Louis, I don't understand. Did I see him in St. Louis? Yeah, we saw him in St. Louis, but you were like, oh, well, I don't bug my friends, so you didn't say hi to him. And I, just, yeah, I, I think he was by busy. myself. I don't. Yeah, it's like if I see you talking to somebody, I'm not going to go interrupt. I'm I'm polite like that. But that's our check-in. Now here where we're at, maybe not the excitement there was last year, Bryant. And it's also extra depressing because Tom Brady's in another Super Bowl. And as a football fan, just really angry right now. But breathe in the nose, out the mouth, in the nose, out the mouth. I'm doing my kata. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm at peace with where we're at. I know some announcements are coming, but impatience is, is getting there for a lot of fans. I understand. And we're going to get to it. We're going to talk about some good news also for football fans uh, this, this week that will uh, be fun to talk about. 724-565-4XFL is the number to call. A different kind of opening. Checking in, centering ourselves, getting ready for announcements to come. And further checkpoints on this road to kick off 2022. Call the fan line, text the fan line if you want, and we will get you involved on the show somehow. We've got some tweets as well from some people we're going to read at XFL show if you want to hit us up there. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could get your own podcast started today by going to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Very easy to get that done. Yeah, show them the big old beautiful billboard with the white bricks man remember bricks i haven't been outside and seen one in so many days well ever since they took out the, ever since they took out your your stairwell <laughs> <They> took, <laughs> haven't yeah, seen any the, bricks when, really. when the instacart lady drove into my stairwell a whole nother story on maybe another kind of podcast all right let's take and dunk real quick around social media at duke x 316 hit us up brighton said i was a fan of the xfl and 2020 showed that they had potential I love the product, and I thought it was exciting. But my question is, how many are looking forward to its return at XFL 2022? Hashtag for the love of football. And that's the question. I don't think it's on the minds of many of the people who are watching in 2020, honestly. Duke X 316 The social media interaction is much, much smaller than it was this week last year. And uh, Duke X brings up a good point there, Brian. But... That could be pandemic related. That could be the fact that there have been very little to no announcements since the announcement of the new ownership. So it, that that is a, another fan just kind of calling out for some kind of thing to cling on to in terms of hope and hype. Which there's we're keep we're keeping it alive here we're on trying. the show. We're trying and in our minds, but we understand fans are really getting thirsty for some announcements. No, they are. And and real quick, uh, Duke X three sixteen. I I know it's Twitter. I know it, it really doesn't matter, but sometimes punctuation does because when you start off your sentence with I was a fan of the XFL and 2020, uh, it just seems like you're a fan of 2020 and nobody was a fan of 2020. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah. But anyway, I understand where it's you're going true. with this. <laughs> um, it is a little hard, I understand, for people to get excited. We are in 2019. If you're an XFL fan, Alan, you're in 2019. You have to have that mindset. 2020 was awesome. It was great in terms of football. See, I hear I'm doing it too. 2020 XFL football was awesome. But you got to get that out of your mind. It's 2019. We're looking forward uh, to what can be the XFL in a couple years. So I, I get it. I think people are looking forward to the return. But also people aren't going to know. I think there's more people aware of the XFL now than there was in 2019 leading up to the kickoff in 2020. That's true, but also there are a lot of fans who even just friends and family that'll hit me up and be like, what's the deal with the league? What do I need to know? And I'll tell them, well, right now you need to know it'll be back in 2022, and that's about it. Everything else is up in you the air as far as telling them that I'm concerned with the comfort level. The of, no, that's why. This is all I'll say is 2022, and in terms of what it looks like, who's involved, 
honestly, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give information. I don't, I don't, I'm not yeah. concrete on. So, and that's what we do here. We, we do a lot of speculating, you looking back and innuendo. You like, I'm not going to do that. Actuals. I'm going to, I'm going to give facts and I'll give opinions, but I'm not going to say this is what, what it's, what's going to happen. Expect this. Although I will expect football. And that's all I care about. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say also, it doesn't matter if you're a loser, a freak, or a nerd. All that matters is that you become badass and follow at XFL Show like Duke X316 did. And that's where you could find some hype. If you want some badass hype and an interest in talking XFL with you, we're the people to come to at XFL Show. So we appreciate it. Also, stay tuned for more stuff we're going to do with. Uh, no people clamoring for some Twitch action. I got that on deck. I'm gonna do that, Brian. I'm ready. I'm set it up, setting it up. I got the laptop here. I'm gonna get some XFL Tech Mobile down. Won't be playing the college game, uh, NCAA. People asked me that this week. Strictly Tecmo, because I'm only really capable of playing 8-bit games anymore because my brain doesn't function well with new games. Yeah. Live shows coming up too. Do you Brian know what wants HD to do is, more of those. By the way. I hate HD. I've been playing. <laughs> see those tapes back there? Can you see them? Can you see those tapes? That's how oh, I've been playing some VHS tapes. Three right there. Got an old tube TV shoved in this closet. With the door. <laughs> I ripped the door off to add Alan, another TV to this room. Alan has best. only seen the first hour and a half of Titanic. Can't find the second tape. It's only seen I the can't. first half. <laughs> Doesn't and know I, what happens. Don't go, spoil it anyway. Same with the Godfathers too. And uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe this weekend with the Super Bowl, Bryant, you might get a social media video of me crying or elated or saying something inappropriate because Tom Brady's in another Super Bowl and it just puts me in a place that I don't want to be. But it might be for good content at XFL show. Well, I mean, the best part will be he'll probably win and then not really do much uh, to actually win that game. But still, for some reason, getting a lot of credit. It happens. Just hand the ball off a whole lot and. The other team makes some terrible mistakes. <laughs> He'll get another ring. Is that what you're expecting? Yeah, pretty much. I don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about that game. <laughs> Forget that game. If you watch it, enjoy it, I guess. Hopefully you're not around a whole bunch of people because we're still living in a pandemic, and that might be the contributing factor. we got to also be honest with that to the lack of announcements, Bryant, which we'll get into later. Later on, we're going to talk about the next announcement we do expect, which is that chief football officer. CFO, who could be be this chief football officer? Well, I've pegged a few candidates. We'll talk about, highlight their credentials, talk about whether they'd be good at the job, and throw out some other names. Kind of a difficult task. You got to really nerd out, and I'm sure we're going to see some of the great XFL writers that we follow, uh, people who cover the league as well, come up with their own lists. I'm interested to see what people come up with. Uh, but these are the three kind of off the top of my head and digging into potential uh, realistic-ish, maybe not totally realistic, uh, guys for the job, for the chief football officer. I think one of them is a super long shot, but it would be really cool. We'll get into that. But first, let's dive into this week's cover two, if you're ready, Bryant. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Bow to me first. Now bow to the audience. Now we may proceed. I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. I like that. We should do the the bow before every cover two. I'm in a way better. Well, place the cover two. Now. Let's just be real. The cover two isn't a place for people that aren't ready for football. It's not. You have to be ready for football. You must be ready for football at all times. No, no people aren't allowed who aren't ready for football. You can't be a people. No people. Oh, you got to be a people. No people. No, no people. people. There you go. Are you following what I'm trying to do now? He's substituting people for another thing we can't say on the podcast (laughs) because it's a kid's show, kind of. NCAA football, kids. Sorry, go ahead. NCAA football, or excuse me, EA Sports College football is coming out. EA Sports tweeting out and announcing that they're getting back in the college football video game space where they've been gone since, what was it, 2014? Yeah, I think so. Denard Robinson on the cover, shoestring. Uh, we hope this game comes out. That got a lot of people riled up this week talking about it. And 
I'm I'm excited for it. It sounds like they're going to go ahead and do it, and they're confident with the new NIL issues that we've spoken about on the on the show before in terms of name and likeness of college players. But technically, and I got this from Forbes, Bryant, none of the new name image like likeness legislation that's even been proposed uh, by the NCAA, not even approved yet, and the stuff that has been proposed w- would really make this a viable thing for actual images and and whatnot of players to be in the this new game so they must be proceeding with this new game not planning on having any kind of like association with current college football players so even if you have you know um, a a super popular player you're not going to get that player's exact number with their face in the college football EA sports game from what I've been reading and how the name and likeness situation currently is they're going to proceed in another way. And I play a lot of like off brand sports games myself where like none of the character players or characters are real. Like I, and I have, I have a grand old time playing those kind of games, but I know people want the simulated feel, the real players. I don't think you're going to get that in this game based on what the current rules are in the situation is with name, image, and likeness in college football. So you're saying that I am going to pick my team, UCLA, I'm going to play, and I'm not going to be able to play with 2021 Heisman hopeful Dorian Thompson-Robinson as quarterback? No. So, and he's what, what he number two? What if he decides to sell, number one? What if he decides to sell number one? his image to this game? So you won't be able to play as quarterback number one for the UCLA Bruins, I assume, because the the NCAA has proposed that compensating athletes for their name, image, and likeness is cool, but not in broadcasts and video games and other athletics-based activities. So... These players are going to end up getting money for their name, image, likeness, but not in a video game. Specifically, citing we don't want them getting paid to be in a video game. Okay, so let's 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 kind of tie all this together with what this show's about, right? The XFL. So you're telling me that people have been saying that hey, college players are going to get paid. So hey, maybe they don't need XFL. They don't. There's money out there, so I don't need XFL mm-hmm. money. Uh, but now I can't get paid to put my name in a game. Nope. I can't get paid to put my name like on a broadcast or something. Nope. Can't go to nope. a show or something. Can't do any of that stuff. So how can I make you money can, as a college football player that makes me not want to go to can, the XFL? You can uh, maybe sponsor a local dojo. Uh, you can maybe put your car face on the bill, billboard for a car dealership. Something like that might work out for you as a player. But in terms of getting paid to be now, in Now, if the I wanted EA to go to like a roller rink. Game, no, no, no. And like mm-hmm. make an appearance, I can get paid for that. See, I would say no because I'm a big roller derby fan, and that's a sport to me. And I would say that that is that crosses the threshold of sports activities. So no, but they're making the game anyway, so they're going to go ahead and proceed with it. Who knows when it well, comes but out? That's the point. But, I mean, they're making this game, but no student athlete's really going to make money off of it, which is probably something that's going to make tons of money again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would pay a lot of money. I'd pay the sixty bucks. But if to I go to the, the XFL and they want to play, make a game. Hey, look, I can make money off my game, my name and image off an XFL. So the X- game. the XFL not being hurt, I think, by this new name, image, likeness situation in college football. We've talked about this in the past. Players, oh, they could just make money now legally in college. Yeah, but uh, with limitations and how much and how does that work? It's a whole new frontier. The XFL still in a good place. This I don't think is a threat, and like, also as a as a video game fan, I'm interested to see what the hell EA Sports does knowing all this. I feel like college football is allowing their players to make money as long as they're using the name, and it's hyping up. So right, so like Alabama players, we'll talk about Alabama here in a little bit, can make money only if Alabama's making money or getting promoted in some way, shape, or form. Hey, come yeah, to the game this Saturday. Uh, watch our star quarterback as he's signing autographs at the uh, local car dealership. Yeah, it's, it's totally, it's totally still in the, in the same place where it's, you know, okay, we're going to allow this, but you know, we want our cut. That's kind of where it's going to be. And so everyone who got excited for this game announcement, 
that, hey, excited for a game, but I doubt it's going to be similar to what we used to play back in the day. And then also, if you're an XFL fan, as we talked about, who's worried about the situation in college football, oh, all these players can just get paid there, then go to the NFL. XFL screwed when it comes to getting talent. Not so fast. I wouldn't worry about it. But also, again, there's no such thing as a bad student athlete. But there is such thing as an undercompensated student athlete. And this is lame. They got to get some sort of... I want some of my money going to this EA Sports game, going to the struggling wide receiver number 15 on the USC Trojans. Come on, this no, guy. No, we don't want. First of all, we don't want anything going to the UCL, USC Trojans ever. I want to help um, this guy out. He's got to get. He's got to get in his Hummer so he could go out with his boys on a Friday night before a big game. It's tough out there in SoCal. I don't want any of my money go. Receiver. Yeah, I don't want any of my money going to any of the pit players if I can can settle set, set that like say who, where it goes because I need them to be deprived and angry and fed up with everything going into a big ACC showdown. Think, Maybe that's why you think the, the continuous losing seasons would, would do that to them, but I guess maybe not. They're, hey, mediocre 500 seasons. Get it right, buddy. All right, sure. next part of the cover, too. Bow to that one. Let's bow to the next one. Former Vipers offensive coordinator Jamie Elizondo is now the head coach of the Edmonton CFL team after look at all the XFL ties here. XFL OC Bryant goes to the CFL to replace their head coach, who was Scott Milanovic, who was the very first ever draft drafted player in the XFL in 2001. Didn't quite make it to the field too much for the LA Extreme, but Great was punter. the first player taken. Was the first player taken. He's leaving Edmonton and the CFL to pursue NFL opportunities. So the Vipers' former offensive coordinator, who took over midseason and turned the Vipers around into a team that could actually score and move the ball, and he's now in charge of a CFL franchise. Very interesting XFL ties there, and also another opportunity for us to really remind people, hey, the Vipers may have had a crummy record, but damn, their offense was moving the ball. And when Elizondo took over, that's when it all turned around. You see that stat I threw in there, Bryant? You want to read that? That's a pretty sweet one, too. What is it? After taking over play-calling duties in week three, the Vipers averaged over 29 points a game on offense. I like how you spelled offense, by the way. For the remainder of the season. CFL. Tampa Bay. When you're talking <laughs> CFL, you know, offense is spelled with a C, buddy. Oh, I, I know. I know this. This is why. Center for, the, with for all the R-E. listeners and viewers out there, too. Um, so in typical United States Canadian fashion, you're telling me that a head coach in the CFL is as equal value as an offensive coordinator in the XFL? When you have as much CFL experience as Jamie Elizondo does, he's gotten the great cups and, you know, he's been there before. You no, know, there's, there's no, you know, a coordinator from the CFL became a head coach in the XFL, Brian, the other way around June Jones. So, yeah, there you June go. Jones. Don't be digging. Don't, don't, don't take a dig at Joe Jones. I will. You don't take. You're taking digs at the ahead, CFL. Wait until the All XFL finals happen, friend. Um, no, this is great. I mean, we saw the XFL uh, kind of pick up its team. We talked about it at the beginning of the episode uh, show. Excuse me, where they were. They were really their offenses were. What are you laughing at over there? Their offenses were the All up. XFL finals. If <laughs> that was like ten minutes ago, dude. I know it's great. It's great. It's good. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the, I don't, the I don't want to talk anymore. Get out of here. The offense in the XFL was picking up steam. Uh, we saw the Wildcats Tampa Bay game, the last game of the season, uh, was completely insane. I was there, loved every second of it. Great. Mm-hmm. If it had to do with uh, with um, Alexander doing what he did, and he could bring that up to the XFL, great. I'm gonna miss him. I wish he stuck around, but I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to coach more football. So, good luck to him. Hell yeah, and we'll see. I'm excited for the CFL season, as I say here, say it here every week, pretty much. Um, so we'll be keeping an eye out on that. The XFL ties in the CFL. Real quick, before we get rid of the cover two here, bow to that story. Last one, Bryant. Got some video on deck for us because, oh, social media gold. Nick Saban talking to a recruit. Talking to a recruit here captured on mobile phone video a video of someone 
taking a video chat with Nick Saban, trying to lure lure the recruit to Alabama. It is so good here. We need to put it up on the screen and let's watch this thing. We'll talk over it a little bit. And I don't know this. Let's see if he could convince us that we if we need to be going to Alabama. Let's let's hit play on this bad boy. This is amazing. Anybody in the history of college football in the last 12 years? One more championships. We've won six championships in the last 11 years. Just reel it off all the accomplishments. Of course. Eight out of the last 11 years. We've been in the playoffs. All the, all so we lost two. We, we lost two. <laughs> Cobra Kai lost a few All Valleys, but overall they were in it every year, finals. Not as much as Roman Reigns was in the Roman When it comes to Alabama, it's all about the numbers. Now, do you think he's doing this to make sure that he can, Like, I trust his chair. You should trust me. This is what the cool kids call BDE, Brian. This is the leaning back. Leaning back. Just, just, I'm so good. Like, first of all, when they tell you that. He's, he is true, though. It's true. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if you couldn't play here. Right. Number two, right. when they say you can play at our place before you can play at Alabama, they're just telling you Alabama's better than them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Then number three, right, is if you ask our players on our is that a mask around his neck? They'll tell you just the I think opposite. so. They'll tell you the competition may be better. There is no weakness in Alabama. He played corner. First corner taken in the draft. He was a junior. There is no room for Pete players with weakness at Alabama. Cam Robinson played left tackle here won the Alpha. If you come to Alabama, you will be a badass. Do you want to go to Florida and be some kind of nerd? Every single day, working hard, so don't eliminating weakness. Is what I'm to tell you. Don't listen. I know the same for everybody. Listen I just me. love the name. Everybody can't That's play for favorite. the Yankees, man. I mean, you know, you've got to want to be good. you got to want to play with the best. you want to be the best. All right, so. Be the best around. That's what I hear. He's he's kind of also throwing in some of that 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 Hawks coach from the Mighty Ducks. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. Oh, Nick Saban. I'm not going to, so quit asking. So that that bonus cover, too, there, that's just too beautiful. So that leads us to the question, Bryant. Uh, what kind of sensei would you say Nick Saban is, then, based off that recruiting material? Uh, I think there's only one answer to this question now, and that's 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 – that's him. That's oh, him. you have him as a crease guy. <laughs> yes. So if, you, if you're a Karate Kid fan, we're better. If you're a Cobra they Kai suck. Fan, Come over here and learn how to compete. This this is the question. If you're a Karate Kid Cobra Kai fan, then th- this is the this is going to be a poll question. We'll put up too. Is Nick Saban then a John Crease, the creator of the Cobra Kai, or is he a Mr. Miyagi type? <laughs> I would say hell no. Nope. That is, that was like all the opposite of the Miyagiisms. That is nothing close to Mr. Miyagi. He could be a Johnny Lawrence though, because like he J- Johnny Lawrence would use like, a no, lot more I feel like Johnny language. Lawrence would be all the people off of the Saban tree, right? Like these are all the people <laughs> yeah. that kind of are trying to do what Crease did, but really can't do it as good as Crease. <laughs> Like I can't really be a. You jerk think he's like a Kirby? As... So Kirby Smart's more like Johnny Lawrence yeah, than exactly. All the you want to come to Georgia branches. and be badass? <laughs> we teach you to be badass as a Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> but we show mercy at Georgia, unlike Alabama. They're bad people. <laughs> or is he the? Or is he a Daniel Larusso? No, yeah, definitely is he a not Daniel Larusso. No, I feel like Nick Saban could sell a car to anybody. But I don't think he's a he's a dead. I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> Nick Saban. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess Crease has to. Be, it is my vote. He was. He's as scary as Crease. He's got a lot of this similar talking points in the pitch. He oh, goes yeah. after top notch athletes, which Crease does. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's and you always, know definitely he scouts the high schools. 
Nick Saban in the seventies, like definitely threw his like master into a pit of snakes or something like that. You know, that's what Saban. So, did. so then tying it back to the XFL, what kind of recruit recruiters do we need with the XFL? Get trying to the get rock. players college. Which is the Rock? We have the, the Rock. rock. <laughs> the Rocks. So the Rock versus. I think the Rock would win in All Valley if he entered. Uh, in All Valley, anything pretty much. I think he would. You, you know, think so? Singing. I mean, wrestling. Acting, karate, karate. You figure it out. Really? Yeah, look at that man. Come on, who would make the best we'll sensei in the XFL in terms of head coaches that we had? Uh, I mean, I'm going June with Jones. June Jones is a, is like a Mr. Miyagi to me. Yeah. So I'd go. Yeah, I would go uh, Mr. Miyagi all day. I would definitely for think sure. uh, <laughs> it's Moss is definitely, is definitely a crease. Just uh, yeah. oh, uh, boss. Yeah, probably. No, nah, he's more of a Johnny Lawrence because Chris doesn't really? party. That's true. Yeah, no that's for party. That's a that's a fun exercise and a poll question <laughs> we'll put up at XFL show for all of our our Cobra Kai heads and Karate Kid fans. But uh, if you're ready, oh, bow down to the cover two. Thank you, cover two. Very respectful and honorable cover two there. And now we could take it to. The main topic, the main focus, that chief football officer position, Brian, who could possibly fill that position? There are no candidates announced. There's no leaked candidates. There's no rumor or innuendo. So this is all just solely based off people we know are out there that might be available, might seem realistic at least when you think about it some. So we're going to throw them out there, throw them against the wall, see what sticks. Just three names here in this week's hot read. First up, this week's hot read. Uh, before we get to the first name, actually, Bryant, do you think this this name, this person's going to be announced in the next week or so? We've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. We've got, we're Super Bowl week. Nothing from the XFL with all the football talk going around. Can I do the show like do you this? Think, rest the, can I do the show like this? this okay. Do it Nick Saban style. I will, yeah. too. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so... Or is it the pandemic I, just keeping announcements from us? Is it because we're waiting? For I mean, there's some other things to worry pan- about than what the XFL yeah. is doing, right? In this world, I mean, if we're of course, honest, but, of course. But but like, like if, this podcast, it, you, we're a distraction. You think it's of, a distraction. You think as pandemic news gets more hopeful, maybe that's what they're the they're kind of gauging right now. Is that what is that why? Or do you think this person, as soon as they're hired, it'll be announced? I I think. Let me, ask, let me answer your question with a question. Do you think the XFL knows when they're going to kick off in 2022? The exact date, I'm going to say I do not. I do not think they have an exact date locked down. I'm sure they have targets, though. Okay, so with that in mind, do they have a rush to bring this person out? Because you want, you obviously want to get this person in. You want to get this person in to start working on this game, working on yeah. kickoff. But if you don't Getting know on Zoom kickoff calls, is going to be back like this, talking to people <laughs> that are trying to recruit to work at the XFL. If you don't know when kickoff is going to be, or if you have targets, what's the rush of getting this person in? You want to pick the right person, right? You True. don't. If you don't have a dead set timeline, you know I don't know what the AAF did in terms of their timelines or anything like that. But they had a goal set before. I feel like they actually did the homework. Don't want to be the XFL. Don't do that too, right? So take your time. Maybe gauge when you should kick off based on when you hire this person. Now, now, if you have kickoff set for the weekend after the Super Bowl in 2022, and that's in your mind, you need to hire this person ASAP. Well, that just made me think, you know, you, you need to have, you have your goal, right? You know what you want to do with the XFL if you're The Rock, Danny Garcia, Redbird Capital, new ownership, but you need to have a plan. You need to have a, a, a focus and, and you need to have a base. You need to know exactly who you're relying on and what you're going to do. Ambition without knowledge is like a boat on dry land, Brian. So know what you're doing before you hire one of these people. With that said, let's go to that first person we think might be a good candidate. We're going to go with Doug Whaley, who was... The director of football operations, or the head, the head of football operations. I always get him and Sam's titles mixed up. 
whenever they they were both in football operations. Doug Whaley was the, the head of it and a part of the previous XFL. Finger on the pulse of the brand, of the league. I think he'd be a fantastic candidate. He also has his GM background in the NFL. I mean, the Bills, who are pretty damn good this year, have some Doug Whaley fingerprints on them, too. As much as Bills fans might not want to even say that, say about that, or no, uh, but yeah. So I don't think Doug Whaley is like a statesman like Oliver Luck was, but this is a different kind of position that we've talked about. So that, in my mind, the football ops guy from well, the 2020 XFL makes sense for this job. How different is this position going to be from what Oliver Luck did? Other than like he's still going to have to run the entire football operation. And maybe not adhere to as many of those uh, corporate people responsibilities as we like to say, or as I like to say on this show. Uh, but Doug so Whaley, it'll be a lot like his previous previous job then with yeah, the XFL. Still, yeah, that's fine. I'm, and I'm not discounting Doug Whaley at all. I've talked to him many times. I was able to talk to him at some summer showcases. At uh, I think even at, at the actual games. If I'm not mistaken, I talked to him a few times. Um, great candidate. You're right. He has his fingerprints all over. The XFL all over the Buffalo Bills. There's there's you know little parts of Doug Whaley all over the place when it comes to football. Would it be a good candidate? Do you want to bring somebody in who has this much knowledge of what you did in 2020? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? And it was Senior Vice President Football Operations. Sam was director. And Doug Whaley, I think, makes sense here. I'm hoping people like him involved in 2020 are brought back if they're you know inclined to and available but to me it makes sense not just a friend of the show not just an awesome guy to talk to uh but also a guy who i thought did a great job with especially the prep the the early way before the season kicked off football stuff in terms of putting the rule book together and getting partnerships with you know testing sites and whatnot and recruiting players and getting scouting all together like he was involved in all of that. I think he would be an draft. excellent CFO. Ran the draft. Yeah. Uh, he so was that was one of the first, first big hires. First name that popped exactly into my When head. he yeah. got hired, uh, but it was it also made news. I think we talked about on this show the fact that he was pulled. Right, he wasn't somebody looking for a job. He wasn't somebody that was just out there. You know, maybe in the he was with the Buffalo Bills. He left that position to come work with the XFL. So. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind having him. I think he, he was great at what he did, obviously, in 2020, and he's a good man. So if this is the type of person that's going to be – basically, it's a lateral move with a new title is what you're saying. So you're saying that the, 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 the chief football officer is going to be doing basically what Doug Whaley did in this from, XFL 2020. From, what from the know. descriptions we've heard of that CFO, that chief football officer job, it sounds a lot like that SVP job. Uh, for a football ops mixed in with probably some more uh, corporate people interaction, as we like to say that Oliver Luck did. But Doug Whaley, first name that popped into my head. Um, if there is a lot more inter- a commissioner type work, then maybe not the candidate you're looking at looking for. You'll want someone like the next person on our list, who was the former ACC commissioner, just retired. After a 23-year career in that position, John Swafford uh, built up the ACC. As far as I'm concerned, there's a power three in college sports, Brian. It's whoa the big sports. It's in college sports. Yes, it's the it's the SEC, it's the Big Ten, and the ACC. the The Big Twelve and the Pac-12 are there, and they do their thing, and they're they got a good team every now and then. But those are the three big hosses. John Swafford built up the ACC, engulfed the Big East, and then took all the best parts from it. Except maybe, who? Like he went to a pickup part and out, just was like, oh, that, "I'll take the bumper. I'll take that right there, and I'll take." <laughs> and you know, controversial type figure too, college, but it's college sports, so like super hard job, crazy job. He's seventy-two years old, recently retired, so we don't know is he riding off into the sunset and actually retiring, will be involved in other stuff, or is this something that a guy like him would be interested in? A crazy, crazy uh you know, figurehead type guy in terms of like a guy with the experience, crazy experience, I'm gonna say, uh, in terms of being a figurehead type guy. So 
that would be more in the vein of what Oliver Luck did as commissioner uh, with the corporate side of it, the business end of it, but also a guy who knows the sport and has a crazy reputation too, not just, you know, throughout the East Coast and the ACC, but nationally uh, being a major figure in college athletics. So I think it would make sense to at least reach out to the guy, but who knows what he's doing now in his retirement. Well, maybe this is something that we talk about in terms of what the position is going to be in terms of time. How much time is going to be taken up by somebody in this position? Because, uh, you know, something more important than anything is time. You have, you know, and, and if he's going to get his time back and still manage an entire football league, maybe it's not a, a grueling job like the ACC commissioner is. Maybe it's a, you know, not, dude, nothing's harder than trying to manage a, a, a college football program or a college sports program as an AD. As a commissioner, you have tons of people just, you know, doing this. In the XFL, <laughs> you're not going to have that. So if he still wants to do it, it's a position that could maybe suit his retirement needs. We'll see. I'm. I would say unlikely, but also the next candidate I would say is even more like unlikely. But damn, would be a home run. I would love to see it because I'm a fan of his. Lewis Riddick, who obviously Monday Night Football commentator, ESPN notoriety all over the world, uh, blew up in the last handful of years working there. But, of course, was the director of player pro personnel for Washington and Philadelphia in the NFL before he became a TV analyst. He's being considered, I guess, currently for some NFL GM jobs. I don't know if he'll land one, but if he doesn't, is this a guy who wants to get into it that badly? And is it the only the NFL game he's interested in? Or does he just want to be in charge of personnel and foot a football entity like the XFL, like what an opportunity. We've talked about this in the past too, like being in charge of a team is cool. You're in charge of a whole league, reimagining a game and really placing your, putting your mind into the game and a real stamp on the sport. What a great opportunity the XFL is for that. He seems like like a guy who might be interested in that, but also this guy's making bank at ESPN and has NFL GM at least chatter around his name. Well, the other part of the conversation is, does the XFL want him? And I'll, and I'll tell you why this might not be a great idea. Because if Lewis Riddick does a great job. Because he said which, the S word on the on the air no, during a playoff what? game? <laughs> no, what? No. Cut but that was shit out. recent controversy. <laughs> no. We could save it on this show. I don't know. Uh, Lewis Riddick, here's the reason. 50 you push-ups on your knuckles. <laughs> Lewis Riddick, you obviously, if the XFL hires him, want him to do a great job. And if he does a great job, guess what's going to happen? He's going to get pulled away from the XFL and into something probably high level in the NFL. And obviously, you don't want him to do a bad job, so that doesn't happen. So as the XFL goes, do you want him to come in for a year, maybe two, do some magic, and then leave? And then you're left with this position all over again? Like, that's, yeah, that's a thought. That's- that's that's uh, something I think is you have to consider with this job. Like the person you make your chief football officer, like con- Oliver Luck was in for a long signed, haul. Lock right. him in for the long haul, or at least a extended period of time. So, like if you get an older person, like John Swafford, or honorable mention we have here too is Bill Poley, and we won't talk too much about him, but an older guy with crazy experience, all the connections, everything you would need out of a person in terms of resume for this job. You want them at least involved in it for, I'd say, three years with a plan to succeed for their successor. Mm-hmm. A guy like Lewis Riddick, who is has a crazy career ahead of him, um, you're right. Who knows? Like, if you you lock him in on a contract, but, like, if you don't have a plan for after him and planning for a guy like him, you shouldn't have to. He's young. <laughs> He's young. He's got an incredible football mind. Like, that's also something to consider. So... All three of these guys we brought up today, I, d- I doubt become the, the chief fo- uh, football officer. Well, I give a little these chance people... to, to, to Whaley. I give a little Doug chance Whaley. to Whaley. Because it's so hard. To, we're really speculating here, but just bringing up the conversation around that job. And it's going to be interesting to see. Like, if I'm putting my money on it, I think it's going to be an older person. A guy 
who's been in the game forever in the 60s or 70s, like an Oliver Luck or a Bill Polian's type person. But who is that person? That's that's another thing to consider. Like, is there a name out there that we're just not thinking of? Or uh, I mean, well, doing some us. research if you into think, if you guys can retired think executives. Yeah, available executives, available GM type people, head coach type people, thinking about all sorts of stuff in that realm, even coaches. Finding that perfect name is tough, and luring that person into the job might be tough, depending on how much this person's going to get paid, which we don't know. Again, speculation. And again, I hope it would be just Oliver Luck. Or no, wait, I'm going to campaign June Jones. Campaigning for June Jones in this role. Or just you want you need him as a coach. What if he was coach. He's a coach. June thing. Jones is a coach. Right. He calls plays. Yeah. Go ahead, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but does it worry you at all that we haven't heard really any names about this position? If it's been going on for a couple months now? The thing I mean, is, here. it's it's interesting because if this was like, you know, last March or even February, there would be a lot more coverage of this. So it might leak in terms of who is being talked to or pursued or thought about. But with the lack of coverage, where it's kind of really in terms of the league right now, it's like it was, like you said, 2019 mentality. It's just us and the handful of dedicated XFL coverage out there. And in terms of major networks, big bigger websites, they're not following the breadcrumbs. They're not following the money. They're not getting insider tips. We're not hearing anything. So I'm I'm not surprised because of just where the, the league is right now in terms of its visibility. It's very, very cloaked right now. And that's where we were in 2019. That's I mean, a, I mean, and that's a good thing. You don't want like it leaking who they're thinking about for this position because once they get this position, then they can worry it. Let PR slips out the little leaks here and there. This is a job. A, you, this is a moment where they want to just be focused, doing everything in house, not having outside distractions, and that's that's fine with me. But I want to know who this damn person is sooner or later, Bryant. And by and I mean way sooner. I just hope. That sorry, I cussed. Fifty around. push-ups on my knuckles for me. Have you done two? I can do clapping push-ups. I know you don't believe me, but I can. I'm sure you can. You're a great dancer. Yes, it's like I dancing quick feet horizontally. They don't talk yes. about quick feet. Do they talk about quick feet in Cobra Kai? Um, not really. They don't ever really get into on the show. They don't talk about any of the physicality or athleticism, except John Kreese, who requires you to be a good athlete, like Nick said. I gotta, this desk is a little, I gotta wipe down this desk after the show. So, do you care wow, how I happened. wipe it down? Yeah. So when when you wipe st- something off, go to the right, and then use the other hand, wipe it off with the left. So wipe on, wipe off. So it's wipe on the dust and then wipe off the dust? Yes. Wipe on the dust, wipe and off. then next week I'm going to ask you, show me wipe the desk on. Show me wipe the desk off and you're going to become a better podcaster. And you can too by going to prettyeasypodcast.com today. <laughs> don't be a people. Hi-ya! <laughs> don't be a people. Uh <laughs> Well, to Alan's point, catch us. It's my turn to, to try to get my job back here, Alan. Uh, catch us every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or a topic you want us to cover, well, text or call that XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Standard text messaging rates do apply. Also, follow us on all social media gimmicks at XFL Show. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. I'm always on the Twitter, at least I try to be anyway. Or if you want, you can come say hello. Hi. Uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of this is the XFL show. And as I just mentioned, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. We did it. We did it. All right. We did it. And that's another we show. We did it. We did it. We did it. Another show in the books. (laughs) A year ago, we were looking forward to week one of the 2020 season. Now we're looking forward to a chief football officer announcement or any kind of announcement. Patience, though. In the nose. Out the mouth. The announcement. Now, if Tom Brady wins, how, how how, how bad are you hoping that the XFL 
comes out with something like the next day, just mass to distract me. Yeah, it would be it. That would be the equivalent of a Miyagi hands to the healing hands. That would heal me instantly. Yes, that would heal me instantly. But hopefully, hopefully we get something. More importantly, hopefully Tom Brady loses in the Super Bowl, and I'll have a smile on my face going to next week's show. Bright, well, I'll be coming to you from. Another not XFL city. Pittsburgh, not an XFL city. Neither is Miami. That's where I'll be next week. Fun in the sun for next week's show. Is it sunny there? I don't even know. It's like three degrees outside here. Is it peacock season? There's always peacock season out there, I feel like. It's always peacock season. Yeah, get ready for the some peacock cameos next week. Free cameos. That means a whole different thing in 2021 saying that. Peacock's... Peacock cameos. Peacocks are going to be running behind me on the screen next week. Yes, it's true. Miami. Get Peacock. ready for that. After all said and done, and then we wouldn't have to actually care about the show we put out. <laughs> I'd love to sign that deal. All right. We got anything <laughs> left we missed? I, I mean, that's, just, let's just get there. I know it sucks. We were on the way to kickoff literally days away at this time last year. It hurts. I'm going to watch some games. I'm going to watch that DC game. Uh, just to bring back a little bit of the memories. Just because I want to. It was kind of but. jarring. I, I got into today's session, and I Bryant was in early watching an XFL game on the screen here, screen sharing it. I made him turn it off. It hurt to see it. I didn't want to see it. I could play the Tecmo game. I can't watch a full game right now. It's it's it still and it's we're been with almost you. a year, but I, I I will watch one. You guys have to watch one. It's going go back. Watch I mean, Johnny Lawrence ever. and Daniel Son are still not over Ali. I mean, how you, you and that's like thirty years. You think in one year I'm going to be over XFL done well, halfway not, through the season? I'm not over Amy. That's been like thirty years, bro. <laughs> Almost. Damn, <laughs> we're old. Not not uh, Johnny Lawrence, Daniel Son, old. But smile, man. people. All right, smile. Well, Let's get out of here. Smile. Watch Cobra Kai. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you can. Go Chiefs, and we'll be back next week for another edition of the original official XFL podcast. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.